Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Welcome in to Daily Faceoff Live, your go-to source for everything hockey, live every weekday at noon Eastern. Happy Friday, hockey fans, and welcome in to Daily Faceoff Live, streaming live on the Daily Faceoff YouTube, where we're looking for your inbox questions with the hashtag AskDFO. And as always, the show is brought to you by Botano. The game starts now at Botano.ca. He is our hockey insider, Frank Saravalli. Frank, how are you doing on this lovely Friday? I'm grinding. It has been a week. There's been a lot happening and still more to come. Some news this morning, the Filipino injury, the Owen Tippett contract. Department of Player Safety, our pets' heads are falling off. What a week. Yeah, a scary moment at Rangers Skate today. Philip Heedle, who's recovering from a concussion, went down and at, at, with a collision, needed help off the ice. So uh, hopefully there's good news out of that, Frank, but definitely for a guy who was struggling with concussions, to see that pop up today was, was not a great sight. Yeah, our Johnny Lazarus on the scene from Morning Cup of Hockey, and he says that uh, it seemed like he wasn't applying pressure to one of his legs. So it may not be related to the concussion, but still pretty significant piece for the New York Rangers that they thought they were getting back. So long as he's out, there's a pretty gaping hole at the third line center position. Yeah, there is. Uh, we'll have some trade target stuff a little bit later on in the show as well. But let's talk about what we saw on the ice last night, Frank. And we'll head out to Montreal where Patrick Waugh made his return. The spot where he started his career, won the Stanley Cup, played more than 10 seasons. And during the Canadian anthem, they threw up a little montage of uh, his best moments and their iconic moments as well, Frank. But a pretty cool moment between Waugh and the crowd in Montreal. Yeah, definitely one of those moments that makes your the hair on the back of your neck stand up. I mean, you think about Patrick Waugh and all that he meant to Montreal. You think about the tough circumstances in which he left. Uh, you think about him now kind of triumphantly making it back to the NHL after having so much success up the road in Quebec City with the Remparts, winning the Memorial Cup, being an unquestionably excellent coach, a serial winner. Just... I can't say enough about the Montreal Canadiens and their game presentation. Like every single time they knock it out of the park, whether it's in preseason, you know, passing the torch or whether it's in 
uh, the playoffs, everything about what they do. It makes, if you haven't seen a game at Bell Center, like, please go do so because it's so good. Yeah, definitely a bucket list thing for uh, for hockey fans. This was very cool. A, a nice off-the-ice moment for the former Habs goalie, but it was the current Habs goalie who stole the show on the ice. Sam Montebo stops 43 of 46, Frank, in the victory. It got off to a rocky start for Patrick Waugh and the Islanders, and they had a late comeback attempt thanks to a power play that we'll talk about in a little bit. But just quickly on the Islanders, do you think Patrick Waugh is going to be enough of a jolt for this team to turn it around, or does Lou Lamorello have to go out and make some other moves? No, I, I mean, I, I first off, they've double, tripled, quadrupled down on this roster. I, if you're not good enough to get in with it as assembled, it really doesn't make a lot of sense to me to continue to throw away future assets for it. Not that um, I, the players on this team are concerned about that. I'd give it a few weeks of Patrick Waugh to see what it looks like. You've heard the players talk about the energy that he's brought to the team. Johnny Lazarus, who we just talked about, has a great piece on dailyfaceoff.com today, speaking to some of the Islanders players about the changes and what it's felt like. So give that some time to sink in. Last night's loss, notwithstanding, um, and and find a way to kind of battle through and see where everything stacks up. Because I look at this East and I'm like, no one in the six, seven, eight seed range is really exciting me too much why can't it be the islanders yeah i think that's a kind of a good mindset like a bunch of those teams are up and down you got the devils who are now without jack hughes again like all of this stuff like it is absolutely wide open for those last couple of spots uh last night's game was incredible and the end was tight because of that five minute major given to brendan gallagher frank so let's move on to that it's what has our chat buzzing it had x.com buzzing last night and it's announced he won't have an in-person hearing so the max the nhl can suspend brendan gallagher is five games let's take a look at the hit i know everyone's probably seen it a hundred times but frank i'm quite frankly stunned that he wasn't offered an in-person hearing like this is just stupid for me there was no reason for him to do that and it's a very very dangerous play yeah it is it's a good player who made a poor decision and you look at the elbow and the chicken wing that that comes out. This is exactly the hit that the NHL has done a really good job taking out of the game. And if you look at the last 10 years and how the game has evolved, we re we rarely see this anymore. And I think the big reason for that is when Brendan Shanahan came in, there were a lot of measures to put it put in place with the suspensions that came from it. Some of them big that were pretty big deterrents away from this. And so the fact that you see, this hit pop up it's jarring because we haven't seen many of them recently and then the next thing that you come to is okay so if we haven't had many of those which means players have gotten the message and someone steps out of line wouldn't the first thing you do is crack them back into it and that's obviously not going to be the case it's probably going to land in the four to five game range and i think just trying to take a step back and put my own view into how the department of player safety might look at it it's like well we're we're probably not going to be in the 10 game range and if we're at six then might as well just kind of make it easy enough and just cap it at five so that a there's not appeal and b we don't have to do the in-person hearing i don't think that's the right way to approach it i'm not saying that's how they did but if i'm thinking about it from their perspective if it's not egregiously over six then sort of 
you know, draw the line and make it a lot simpler for everyone involved and don't open yourself up to an appeal that could ultimately be held or heard by a neutral arbitrator. It's kind of one of those rare things, Tyler, that of all the crazy discourse on social media, it felt like for the first time in forever, everyone was kind of on the same page. I was, I said six games last night and I was getting torched. People were like 10 plus 10 all day long. And I understand where you're coming from, but it's just, it's also not really the reality of the situation for a player that doesn't have a deep discipline history. Yeah. Um, and the title of our show is, is player safety missing the mark. Frank, I think they missed the mark with this and I understand your logic, but then I just go back to, okay, if you're sitting there and trying to game your own system and be like, well, let's just give them five. Cause our appeal process is so messed up that he's just going to appeal it and it'll be a disaster and a headache. Then redo your system, right? Like oh. if you're, it's, it's just so annoying. I couldn't agree more. And I do think that this is worth more than what Brendan Gallagher is ultimately going to get. And that's, you know, a tough spot for everyone involved, especially for Adam Pellick and the Islanders. Like this is not a hit that you want to see in the game. And I think for the most part, the league has done a good job of walking that line. But I do think that it feels like they're missing the plot on this one. If you haven't had many of these and you have one that pops up, Hit them with the book so that you continue to have less of them. Yeah. Uh, let's get to some news we got this morning on the contract front as the Philadelphia Flyers and Owen Tippett have agreed to terms on an extension. Frank, it is going to be a long-term deal with a nice high cap at $6.2 million for Owen Tippett, a guy who came over from, uh, from Florida in the Claude Giroux deal. They got a first-round pick with it as well. And since coming to the Flyers, he scored at basically a 28 goal pace if you take his numbers and break them down over an 82 game season but he's fit in really nice in Philly so an extension makes sense but what do you get what do you make of the price tag I actually really like it I think there's a lot of wiggle room for both sides on this I mean you consider where Tippett is at he's on track for 32 goals this year he had 27 last year and I think if you've watched his game really closely the two things that are really impressive are one his speed and two, his power with the puck. Like he's become someone that can really transport the puck up the ice, someone that is good with the puck in tight. And he's really taken the opportunity that he's gotten in Philly and, and pounced on it. He wasn't up in the Florida Panthers lineup. He wasn't getting the minutes. He wasn't getting the chance. Now he's seized upon that in Philly. He's had a coach in John Tortorella who believes in him. And that power has been on display. So you're thinking, just think of it right now in terms of the NHL's overall cap structure, 53 points and 32 goals, like 6.2 million bucks sounds kind of relatively in the range of that. And then if you extrapolate that out over the next eight years and what the salary cap will look like by the time he's even halfway through this deal, three years into this deal, it's going to be $100 million. You're talking about 6.2% of the cap then. All you really need is for him to continue to grow just a little bit for it to really make sense for your cap. But what happens for the Flyers' sake if he really takes off? And that's the part where you can see, hey, this is a fair deal for Owen Tippett. Life-changing money, 50 million bucks, 49.6, guaranteed in the bank. And for the Flyers, lots of upside for, for the player who's still pretty young that has pedigree to continue to grow and a sort of perfect modern NHL player, size, speed, control, all those things that go into it.
Yeah, I guess the adjustment for me is kind of like you said, thinking down the line now that the cap is going to grow and we haven't seen it shoot up really at all in the last number of years. Because at first I go 6.2 million for Owen Tippett. Like this is a second line winger. What are we doing? But this will be the going rate for second line wingers in a few seasons. And I want to add too that this trade actually really ends up looking quite good for Chuck Fletcher and the Flyers. He was absolutely shit on at the time saying that, you know, hey, how, how come you weren't able to get more than that for Claude Giroux? This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Let's remind everyone that Claude Giroux only presented the Flyers with one team that he was willing to be traded to. The fact that he got a first-round pick, which will be in this year's draft, plus a third-rounder, and then now a quality piece in Owen Tippett that's giving you 30 goals and 50 points right now. For a guy on an expiring deal who you knew was never coming back and you had no leverage, damn, that's actually worked out pretty well. Yeah, worked out really, really well for all the reasons you presented a rental player and all of that. Uh, Frank, I was going to say, too, by the way, by far the biggest contract so far that we've seen Danny Briere sign since taking over as GM of the Flyers, almost 50 million bucks. The next closest was five million total. So if this is his first entree into a big deal in the NHL, it looks like a pretty good one. Yeah, not bad at all. Giroux, a big deadline topic a couple of years ago, Frank. We're inching closer and closer to this year's deadline, and you're going to have a new trade targets coming out in a little bit on Daily Faceoff. But there's one team in particular I want to pick your brain about, and we talked about you know the Islanders being one of those teams in the mushy middle in the Eastern Conference fighting for one of those last playoff spots. Well, so were the Washington Capitals. And when I pull up their cap-friendly, uh, cap-friendly page and I try to pick apart who could be available – there are a few really, really interesting names, but what are your thoughts on this Caps roster? Are there any interesting deadline targets there? You know, uh, there are. We've all been talking about Anthony Mantha, who, by the way, is already up to 14 goals. And then you look at, um, you know, we've been talking about Evgeny Kuznetsov, but one of the guys that's sort of way off 
the the casual fan radar that is a name you should know that it will be added to the trade targets board today that is really been generating a lot of interest all season long is Nick Dowd. And you go, Nick, Nick, who like what Nick Dowd, $1.3 million on the cap, but he's sort of the perfect versatile center for a team. Doesn't make a ton of money, plays big minutes, impacts your game in a number of different ways with all the ways that he contributes steady, like reliable, you know exactly what you're getting. And because he has one additional year of term, that's what makes him really exciting for teams is we can get this player this year and next year at 1.3 million bucks. So Nick Dowd is a guy, third line center, fourth line center, wherever you slot him in, that teams would absolutely love to get their hands on. And so not someone that you necessarily think about, but sort of 25 points every year, does his thing and helps your team win the tough part for the caps. And we'll talk more in depth about this. The next couple of weeks is they're in a spot where they're really on the outside looking in. They've lost three straight. I think they've frankly kind of overachieved to this point, And it speaks to how good of a job that Spencer Carberry has done as their coach. I don't see them finding some sort of second wind here to burst into the playoffs and I think at this point, especially given where Alex Ovechkin's been at, stuck on eight goals, kind of are at the point where you've got to recoup as much value as you can. And Nick Dowd is one of those guys that would prevent present an excellent opportunity to do so. Yeah, just looking at that roster and some of the pending free agents, Nick Dowd, obviously not a pending free agent, but an interesting name. Max Pacioretty, though, if they'd be willing to retain Frank, there's probably a market for an Anthony Mantha too, right? Um, there wasn't a market for Anthony Mantha last summer. They, they told teams, we're not even looking for anything in return. Just take him and get him off of our hands. And no one was willing to bite. Then I'm not sold that Max Pacioretty will ultimately make it to market. Um, he's one of those guys that, yeah, he's getting adjusted and coming back from pretty big injuries, but he's someone that got a no move clause for a reason. The first one in Washington capitals history, that's not Alex Ovechkin. He doesn't really, at this point, I don't think, want to go anywhere. We'll see if that changes. All right, let's move along and get to our big segment for the day. We had to wait until late in the week, but we're finally going to be joined by our pal Luke Gazdick. Players Room is delivered by DoorDash. Our Canadian listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when they download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code NATION. 25 dash that for the win this weekend you don't want to leave the house kick your feet up let doordash do the heavy lifting and order online restaurants and more delivered right to your door luke gazdick the former nhler current sportsnet analyst and host of it's off podcast joins us as he does every week and let's start with the hottest team in hockey the edmonton Oilers now have the third longest winning streak in nhl history but they're not doing it in a way that you would think the oilers would it's good defense it's low scoring hockey games do you think this new style from the Oilers is sustainable? I do. Well, it looks like it, man. This is uh this is a different Oilers team, I feel like. Uh if you want to include the uh loss before the streak that happened against the Islanders, I think we made a big deal about Winnipeg's streak. This is 16 in a row for them now allowing 3 or less. And I equate that to Skinner being unreal. Uh, Pickard has stepped in when he's had to and and done a great job. But they're playing some pretty lockdown D. Ty, I go, I go back and like I look at a guy even like DeHarnay that 
when he first came to the oil was a guy that needed some serious work. And even in the lineup every day, I, uh, he was making some, some, uh, I don't know, not great plays here and there, but it's become an integral part of the blue line. Uh, they're just, they're hard to play against in different ways than they have been in the past. They haven't had to rely on 29 and 97 as much for offensive production, which is a different thing of the past. They're still playing really well, but getting some middle middle depth scoring. And uh, it's it's just a different attack and different way of playing that I've kind of seen from them in the past. And I'm telling Oilers fans to kind of soak this up. I think they're just looking for the next one and the next one. Like, let's make this 16. And, you know, they're always looking for the next number, but kind of take a step back and appreciate what, what we're witnessing here because this is uh, pretty special stuff. Yeah, bordering on NHL record stuff. So it's been quite impressive. But at the other end of the spectrum, Luke, is the LA Kings. Drew Doughty uh, sharing some spiciness the other day with his take on where things stand. Todd McClellan has been blunt. So my question for you is, is this a team that's just in a spiral or is this a team that's had some flaws exposed? Uh, healthy combination of both. I played for Todd. I played for Todd for a year in Edmonton. And I will say that as blunt as he is in press conferences, he's like that behind closed doors too. He was, he was very hard on me, especially I'll say I was an in and out of, out of the lineup guy. Um, he's Did very, you, you know what, as I look back on it now, Frank, I, I think I did. At the time, you think everyone's just out to get you and you think, you know, the coach hates me. And now I look back a, a little bit older, a little bit further removed from the situation. And there's definitely some things I could have done better. Um, I wasn't enjoying the in and out of the lineup. I think I thought I deserved more at the time. But now that I look back, maybe I could have done things a little differently. But Todd holds everybody accountable and the way he is in the media is the way he is off. There is nobody within his system on or off the ice that can be bigger than the team or the system. I'm not, you know, equating that to Drew's comments. I'm sure PLD has a huge part in this. He's not exactly a Todd McClellan type style player. When they traded for him in the summer, it's the first thing I thought. I said, Todd is going to be all over this kid. Um, and I, I don't know if that's who exactly Drew's talking about, but he runs a hard ship and a hard system and it takes every single guy. There can be nobody above that or on a different page. And I think that's just what we're seeing is a little bit of regression and some guys starting to go outside that a little bit. And that's when you see that the game start to fall. I think it's two of the last, they've won two of the last 14 goaltending hasn't been great. I think we probably should have expected a little bit of regression from Talbs. Uh, from Cam Talbot, I, I played with them outstanding guy, but is a little older. And I mean, that that's going to happen at, the, at this point in the year. I think the break will be good for this team. Yeah, they're probably one of those teams that's just itching to have a week off and get a little bit of a reset here in the middle of the season. Uh, let's head out to the Eastern Conference, Luke. I am guilty of this. I've done it now in back-to-back -back seasons. I look at the Boston Bruins and I go, well, they're due to take a big step back. And then what do the Boston Bruins do? Well, they're the favorites to win the President's Trophy right now. They haven't even hit 10 regulation losses on the year, and they're almost at 50 games. Like, how does this team just keep trucking along, even though year after year, they just they lose pieces in the summer, and it causes me to write them off? Like, how does this Bruins team keep up the success? Yeah, I was with you, man. And on Sportsnet, we do all the pre-season, uh, you know, rankings and favorites and all that stuff. And 
everyone had Boston down the line, like falling back a couple spots. You lose two huge cogs down the middle of your lineup in Bergeron and Krejci. And I just remember all the discourse with, you know, who's your first line center going to be? Charlie Coyle and Pavel Zaka who is a former teammate of mine in New Jersey, both really good players, but no Bergeron and Krejci for sure. And I thought they got older and I thought they got slower picking up a bunch of the veterans that they did in, in Shattenkirk and Van Riemsdyk and these guys, but they just play the Bruin way. And Jim Montgomery is an unbelievable coach. He's done a fantastic job. They kind of sit back a little bit. They play a pretty passive one, two, two, but they feast off mistakes. And that first line with Pasternak and Marchand, like seeing them on Monday night, just dice the jets up in the offensive zone cycle game, having D down, through the middle, down the wall was a fun thing to watch. And I didn't expect this at the time, but I had them on fraud watch all for like the first few months of the season, just waiting for the numbers to come down. I'm starting to believe. And Ty, I think I talked to you about this, but you had a center in there. I like, I think Elias Lindholm slides into that lineup perfectly. I think down the middle, they could use a guy like him. I think that's the spot where I see him making the most sense. And it's it's not going to be a tough out for this Bruins team in the playoffs. And I just, I didn't see it coming, but you know what I'll say too about that? When they did, Patra was uh, earlier in the year, did his rookie lap or didn't, uh, didn't do his rookie lap. And I remember they, it was either rookie lap or no bucket, something like that. And I remember they asked Marsh, Marshan what, why that was. And he said, well, I got that from Chara and Chara got it from the guy before him. And I just thought that was so cool that they have like this leadership that's been passed down from like team to team over the years. And it's just this way of playing that when you go to Boston, you got to act a certain way and you got to play a certain way or you're not going to be here. And I, I, I think it's pretty cool that they've been able to accomplish. Yeah, it's pretty clear that that is all rubbed off on the Bruins players. I think when I'm thinking big picture now with Boston and where they're at, they went all in last year. They got Hathaway and they got Orlov and they got Bertuzzi and they traded away a ton of future assets. We could all see Lindholm sliding in there and why that makes sense, but they've got the lack of assets that makes it difficult. My question for you is if you're looking at the grand scheme of the NHL map and you're looking at teams that are close, this is our roundtable question on dailyfaceoff.com tomorrow. Which team in your eyes should go all in like which of the the contending teams should really be emptying the tank to to go all in this year both conferences yep i'm looking right at vancouver i i think vancouver has six guys going to ufa next year um they're just on this really momentum streak that i don't think anyone saw coming and i see them being a couple pieces of way you could obviously throw the oil in there. And in the Eastern Conference, I'm going to go Florida. I, from what I'm seeing from Florida, this team is so good. Like They, are they also absolute, have no assets. I know. It's going to be tough for them too. I just seeing how much of a heater they've been on. Bobrovsky, if he can come back and do what he did to Chuck starting to play good hockey, they're just so hard to play against in a different way than like a Winnipeg. They're not going to shut you down, lock you down. They're so aggressive. Their D are incredibly dynamic. And I just, I, I know I've talked to you guys about Florida a couple times already this year, but I love them. But if I'm talking all in, if I'm Jim Rutherford and Patrick Alvin in Vancouver, I'm, I'm going for this thing. I just think they have the blueprint and Demko's playing out of his mind. The back end is huge and mobile. I'd be looking right at Van. 
see, I, I love what you're thinking and I love the aggression. I just think Vancouver is the wrong team. They've had an unbelievable year. They have no playoff history and success to speak of. Those teams rarely break through and win. And more than that, I feel like this team's window is just opening. Like maybe this isn't like they could, as much as I could see them going deep, they could just as easily lose in the first round. And so I'm saying to myself, I look at this Vancouver team. They're just getting going with Pedersen, Hughes, and Demko. Those guys aren't going anywhere. The team for me that needs to go all in is the Jets. Hellebuck yeah, and Shifley, they're both I like 30. It too. They signed long-term. They didn't sign long-term for Kevin Day off to hoard draft picks. They signed long-term to go and try and win. And it's one of the older rosters in the NHL. They only have one player under 23 uh, most of their guys, their defense core, they've got a couple pending UFAs like that to me, the jets are the, are the squad. I know. And I was down there at morning skate, uh, at Scotia in Toronto, uh, Brendan Dillon's a friend of mine who I played with in Texas. And I was talking to him a little bit and just asking him about when Shife's coming back. Cause I think there's such a different team without Shifley. And he looked at me, he goes, man, we haven't even had Shifley, Connor wheelers, uh, Ehlers all in the same lineup for a long time now. And he just, he had this look in his face that was just like, just wait, you know? And I, I don't know if who they're looking to add. I, I mentioned Henrique on the broadcast. I think he would be a perfect Winnipeg jet. If they can make that work with the ducks retaining a couple ads, Lindholm will be great. I'm right with you though. Like that team is right there. And as well as Hellebuck's played, that is a tough seven game series to win. And, uh, I, I love the Jets, too. I like what you're thinking. Could we be in for a little Western Canadian arms race with the Canucks, Jets, and Oilers all looking to get in the mix ahead of the deadline? Luke, appreciate your time, man. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, thanks, guys. Have a good one. Moving along to our hashtag AskDFO inbox question. It's brought to you by our friends out at Tourism Jasper. It's Explore Jasper this January. There's only a couple of days left. One last weekend, but they got great stuff planned. Visit them online for more info. Frank, we talked about the hit Brendan Gallagher delivered. Are you surprised, though, that there wasn't a second player in hot water? Did you think Jonathan Huberto deserved anything for this hit against the Columbus Blue Jackets? I did, and I, I am surprised that there's no, at least an announcement to this point, about a hearing for Huberto. Textbook, looking at his numbers, I know the player turns, but and that's probably why he's pointing. Like This guy turned at the last second, but the onus is still on you as the player going to make the hit that if you see numbers, you've got to hold up. And also, the turn wasn't like a f- total 180 flip. Like There was a slight turn there. But yep. even if he didn't turn here, like there's enough time for Huberto to let up. And even if you're, or even if uh, Roslovic didn't fully turn, he that was still going to be an ugly hit. So I am also surprised we haven't heard anything. But again, there's still time in the day for something to potentially come down the pipe there. Uh, let's move along to our daily bets for the day, brought to you by Botano, the 2023 EGR brand of the year. Whether you want to get in on the mix with the hockey or Big NFL football weekend as well. The AFC NFC championships. Patano's got it all covered. I got two plays for tonight, Frank. I'll start with a shot prop. The hottest man in hockey is Nathan McKinnon. He's hit this shot prop in three of five. 
the Avs are getting a matchup against a struggling Kings team. So I like Nate Mac on a Friday night with a little plus money to get at least five shots on goal. The line is so high, but hell, he had eight last game. Like I said, he's been hitting this as of late as well. So I like this spot for McKinnon. And then also one other play for this one. It's a plus money, a road underdog. The St. Louis Blues roll into Seattle. The Blues are on a three-game winning streak. And while they're under 500 on the road this season, the reason I'm not worried about that is because the Kraken are under 500 on home ice. And they've been sputtering along over the last couple of weeks. So I like taking the Blues as very heavy plus 142 underdogs in Seattle. What do you think, Frank? Think the Blues can stay hot? Yeah, I don't know. Plus 142? Yeah. Yeah. Take a step. Uh, let's wrap up the show with a little bit of garbage time brought to you by Wendy's and the Daily Faceoff Survivor Pool. It is tough in these streets. And by these streets, I mean in the Daily Faceoff Survivor Pool. But registration's already open up for next week. So I know a bunch of you are probably in the same boat as me. You're out. You're cooked. But there's still time throughout the season to win plenty of great prizes from our friends at Wendy's. Frank, I want to give some stick taps just to Oliver Shillington. I know we've talked about it a little bit. But he made his return back to the lineup yesterday after being away from the Flames for almost over a year with his mental health issues, but he seems to be in a great spot. He was smiling in the American League earlier this week, and I love that the Flames put him in the starting lineup and let the crowd give him a nice little ovation as well. So stick taps to Shillington. Yeah, stick taps to Shillington for coming through to the other side. Stick taps to the Flames for sticking with him and being patient and giving him the space that he needs. First game in almost exactly 20 months. That's a long time to be away from hockey. And you never really quite know how your fan base is going to respond. But standing ovation for uh, Shillington before the game, they showed him some love. And that's got to make him feel good after uh, after sitting out for so long. So let's see if he can now get back to the player that he was before all this, which was a bona fide top four NHL defenseman who was well on his way for the Flames. Yeah. It's a great moment last night. Also, happy birthday to the GOAT, Wayne Gretzky, who turns 63 today. Frank, uh, that is a wrap on a week of shows. Shout out to our producer, Gavin Turnick, Pat Puff on the graphics, Luke Gazdick for joining us in the big segment as well. We'll be back next week, and we're also going to have a couple of in-person shows next week from NHL All-Stars. So looking forward to that. Have a great weekend, hockey fans. Thanks for tuning in to Daily Faceoff Live. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.